Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, September 3rd. As always, I'm your host with the weird pronunciation of the days of the week, Javier Reyes. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or you can check out my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined and want to ask me any questions, feel free to hit me up on there with those questions, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com. For any more in-depth questions you might have, that's cool. Send me anything your way. That would be great. That would be fun. That would be fantastic. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And today's episode is going to be a very simple one, recapping, just sharing some of my observations and thoughts from last night's wonderful victory against the Angels of a final score of 11-4. Then talk about Mike Clevenger's kind of uh, upcoming start tonight and some upcoming other notes and little things that I found around baseball. Not around baseball, but around just the internet and stuff with the Padres. And it's, a little, it's just a couple couple more notes uh, in the second half of the pod. So without further ado, guys, let's get into it. It's not going to be a big, complicated one today. Let's just start off right off the bat with Denelson Lamette, who's been the ace of the team, and he was still pretty great last night, too. Did give up three runs on five hits, only one walk, which was nice, and six Ks, though, over six and a thirds innings, uh, 89 pitches in total. His ERA stands at 2.62, and his whip, which is exciting, uh, below one at 0.94. Uh, he looked good. And you know what? If you're going to give up uh, some runs and they came off of Mike Trout, I'm not going to feel all that bad about it, right? Mike Trout hits that two-run home run kind of at the very beginning of the game. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's just watching that guy, it just reminded me again. Like, no, I know, yeah, he is the best player in baseball. But I was like, man, he's his swing. Like, he really is like just a jackhammer swing guy. I don't know. It's just, I guess I just had like a moment where I was like, oh, man. It's been a while since I've like watched Mike Trout play. You know what I mean? Like it's just been so long since I've seen him play. Uh, it was super fun to see him play. I guess I know he did well against us, but since the following events occurred, I was able to uh, kind of forget the fact that he did well against us. Um, basically, the big story about this game is a massive eighth inning from the Padres, right? Jason Castro is able to come through with his first kind of major hit in the Padres uniform as he doubled to center, uh, scoring Hosmer and Cronenworth. Then Tatis walks, uh, I should say, he walks uh, in. No, hold on. How should I phrase this? Uh, he walked, and then that allowed uh, Castro to go, uh, Jason Castro to score, and then everybody else move around. He walked at a run. And then Manny Machado gets a single, which is great. Machado, still great, had two hits tonight. He's been, like, not even pausing. I feel like Tatis even has paused just a little bit, just a tiny, tiny bit. He's slowed down a little bit, but uh, Machado just keeps going, uh, scoring both Grisham and Greg Allen. And then Eric Hosmer ends up homering for a three-run home run to give us our final run of 11 for the game. Uh, Just a couple notes on that. First of all, uh, it's really been so much fun seeing Hosmer embrace this launch, seemingly, I should say, embrace this launch angle. His swing is just he's getting under the ball, launching it out of the park more, and he does have those annoying like little blunky little clunker ground outs, I feel like, still. But for the most part, I still feel like he's been awesome. Um, this season. Basically, no complaints with him. There's barely any players I could complain about, honestly. And we'll get into one of those players who I was really critical about earlier on in the, in the season uh, and how I really, really regret that because he's uh, kind of bounced back. But first, I just want to say one thing. 
Mike Trout, this game, this is, would be my main observation. This game last night was kind of the epitome, I feel, of the Mike Trout experience and what I think it has been like for just fans of baseball and fans of, I don't know, Mike Trout in general, right? And that's because he hits that home run and it's a, it's a score. You know, they have two runs. They're up by two. It's like great. You know what I mean? Like he did his part. And then I'm not saying that he – like – that there's more that needed to be done from him and that he could have somehow get, gotten more hits last night and whatnot, but then his team just gives up. You know, this 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 Hansel Robles is walking guys in, right? It just felt like it was the epitome of the Mike Trout experience. You know what I'm saying? It felt like it was the epitome of this guy who does his part, he has the home run, and then it's like, oh, I'm already down by, like, eight runs. What Like, what I would have to be superhuman. There's nothing he can do. You know what I mean? So while I remember my podcast earlier in the year, not even earlier in the year, it's just like a month ago when I was talking with Millard about how I, I, I miss me with the Mike Trout greatest of all time thing. I, I want to rephrase a sort of my, my thoughts on that and just say Mike Trout is one of the great talents ever. I just don't want to say best player ever because I think there is something to be said for having moments. But it's also true. It's not necessarily his fault that he hasn't had those moments because the team is so bad. Because while, I mean, Justin Upton in this game, and I tweeted about this. Uh, there, that Manny Machado single that I talked about, where he drove in two runs, that could have been caught, I think. And he just kind of lollygagged over it. That was like the kind of perfect summation of where Justin Upton is right now, along with Albert Pujols, who Lamette had such a dorky kind of made him look like an idiot strike out of him um, at one point in the game. I forgot what inning it was. Uh, and I was just like, man. Yeah, you have Red Dota, yeah, you have Trout, but then you've got these ultimate, not even average players on your team that are getting paid a ton, right? The Upton thing is becoming a huge albatross, even when it sounds like he hits the ball hard. It's, you know what I mean? Like the crack of the bat is just not there, and he lines one so straight to uh, Tatis at short. He just doesn't look good. And then you have Pujols, who at this point of his career, it's literally just to, to kind of run up the scoreboard on his home run total. So I do feel for the Angels, man. I, I really do feel. I know that we kicked their butts yesterday, which was great. But I have to admit, I was like, man, this team is just not, not good. And uh, the other thing I was uh, was alluding to before, let's just talk about Profar for a second, right? Profar, his last 10 games. You guys want to guess what his slash line is? He's batting 323 with an on-base of 378 and slugging of 516. The slugging went up a lot because of his home run yesterday. Uh, he's got two home runs over the stretch, eight ribbies, no doubles or triples. Uh, I was checking the numbers the other day. The slugging wasn't nearly uh, that high before, but thanks to the home run, it went up. And he's the one that kind of brought us back into the game in the first place, uh, tied up to score at 2-2. And look... He's basically been, for the most part, a singles and walk guy for a while. Like I said, no doubles, no triples, two home runs, only in the one of them yesterday kind of inflates the slugging percentage because I'm only talking about 10 games, but uh, he's been great, and I'm pretty sure I could extrapolate that over the course of the last, like, I don't know, two weeks, uh, last 20 games, something like that. Bottom line is he's been very solid and arguably just great. I would say, uh, yeah, he's not going to be the guy that's driving and runs for us, and I still understand why he's at the bottom of the lineup, but he's been really solid, and while I do get annoyed with some of his defense, and I get worried every single time a ball is hit to him in left field, and I understand that part of the reason that he's playing left field is because Tommy Pham's hurt, so. but still, I was super critical of the guy early on in the season, and I most infamously called him the most entertaining automatic out I've ever seen, and look, he is still super entertaining. I told you, I love the way this guy takes pitches, uh, just in terms of, 
you know, the way he takes pitches and allows for walks, but also just because he gets out of the way like a bullet is sent through his way. He gets out of the way from every kind of moderately inside pitch, the way Araldis, like, uh, I forgot who it was for the Rays yesterday, got out of the way of uh, that pitch from Araldis Chapman. And by the way, yeah, Chapman, I think he deserves to be suspended. The way he, like, mean mugged the guy walking a whole play. But anyway, all right, I don't want to get into general baseball talk. Uh, bottom line is uh, Profar's been great, and I think that he's just been – He's he's that guy that if he could just bat around like 270 on base at like 340 around there as like your number nine hitter, considering the acquisitions of Mitch Moreland now and Austin Nola, who I, of course, mistakenly tweeted at Aaron Nola the other day. Um, that's just such a plus for the team. And now let's compare that to Trent Grisham, who I have not given nearly enough flack for how he's been, right? Just look over the, la- the course of the last 10 games. His slash line, you know what it is? And this might surprise some people. He's batting 235 with an on-base of 264, slugging of 549. The slugging is super misleading because basically all of that is because of the one Houston game that he had where he knocked three home runs out. So without that game... He's been, like, below replacement level. But I will say this, though, and I saw some people talking about this on Padres Twitter, and I've been saying this, too. He's been getting really unlucky with his strike three calls. I don't think that it's been his fault. I think that there's at least four that I've seen where I think he should have drawn a walk, and I think that the umpires have just been really unfair to him, and they're usually on the outside corner. I've noticed that he's been getting a little bit unlucky, some defensive shifts maybe not going his way, not shifts, but like defensive plays that people are grabbing balls that could have maybe gone out, the bad bip, you know, stuff like that. I, I think he's been getting lucky, but I, it deserves to be throwing it out that uh, Grisham has been struggling a bit, and as compared to Profar, who I haven't been praising enough, you know, maybe Profar should be the leadoff hitter. Maybe they should move Grisham down to ninth in the order. I still think, you know, I, I think it's a maybe, but uh, I think that still, though, I like the way that Grisham takes so many pitches out of the leadoff spot, and that's kind of what I want for my leadoff hitter. But I will say this. I would consider not moving him down the order, but I'd consider maybe giving him a day off. He's played in, like, basically every game this season. I actually, th- yeah, I think he's straight up played in every game this season. I think he deserves a day off. Is it possible that maybe they can't give him the day off? Maybe the roster or whatever, they don't want to put uh, Greg Garcia in left or whatever the heck they have to do or in center field. Maybe they don't really have another center fielder on the roster. I get that, but I do think the guy needs a day off. You know what I mean? And with Myers heading to the DL for still unspecified reasons, which is obviously just the first thing that comes to mind is COVID. So hopefully he uh, is back soon. Hopefully there's no kind of scare there. I would hate for that to happen. Myers has been so unbelievably good this year to the point where people are just wondering, is it just because he's... Is he just finally coming through? There's nothing necessarily in numbers that's showing why he's been so much better this year, but we'll see. Hopefully he comes back and still keeps up that hot streak um, and whatnot. You know, so that's that's my thoughts on last night's game. Really not much to to talk about except for Profar being really so much better and all that, and Lamette still being as solid as ever. Uh, we've got Clevenger going tonight, uh, our secondary ace. Uh, hopefully he can be the guy to come in and help continue this hot streak. You know, you need the right guy for that kind of job, I guess. And speaking of the right man for the job. You like that transition, guys. I want to talk to you really quickly about Indeed. That's right, guys. You know, in the year of 2020, this disgraceful year of 2020, let's be honest, uh, it's still important to try and get yourself out there and get noticed. And if you're kind of an employer, it's super important to kind of recruit the right people. You need the right people for whatever it is, no matter what kind of climate we are in. 
So Indeed.com, they're here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast, right? And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast, right? So try out Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockdownMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Anywhere, that's right, anywhere, just for you guys that are listening to this old Locked On podcast, uh, Padres podcast right now, right? So go right now to indeed.com slash Locked On MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. And lastly, let's talk about something that's even more juicy and universally needed, right? And that's something that has to do with food, whether it's that breakfast burrito at 8 a.m. or... Hey, if you're one of those people who eats breakfast burritos or breakfast items for, for dinner like I do, I love eating breakfast for dinner. Dinner Breakfast for dinner is a huge plus, and anyone who disagrees, you are only disagreeing because you are wrong, right? So let's talk about that, right? Whatever you need for the, the occasion that you're hungry for, Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retails you could possibly want or need 24 hours a day 365 days a year postmates will bring you what you need within the hour no more trips to the store you don't even have to know where the store is i mean postmates they just got you covered right they'll deliver anything to you so download the app for ios or android for free browse local restaurants and businesses and track your deliveries in real time for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners 100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use code Locked on. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And now, with that stuff kind of did and done, everybody, let's talk about Mike Clevenger, okay? This is, I would argue, the most, like in a while, the most singular, singularly exciting game of the season. I'd say that the next one that was so exciting, aside from opening day, I would say would probably be that that second game against the Rangers after everybody, you know, freaked out at Tatis just because I wanted to see the results of that and it was great, right? But I'd say that one. Uh, but for sure, I'd say that this is the most exciting game because it's a new pitcher and it's a new ace quality pitcher for the Padres, right? Angels are going to have Andrew Heaney going, who is no, you know, he's not a pushover, but he's, you know, he's not, he's not awful, right? And he did have a really good start his last time out against Seattle, where he went seven and two thirds, only giving up four hits, one run, and striking out 10, which was outrageous for him by his standards. So he's not like a total you know, walk in the park, but I'm still confident about it, right? And the Angels really the only one you got to be worried about, let's be honest, is Dylan Bundy when it comes to that staff. So thankfully, we happen to avoid him on our turn uh, facing him in this two-game series. But Clevenger so far this year, uh, let's just go over um, some of his games, all right? 
He kicked off the season going seven innings against the Royals, giving up four hits, two runs, and having six strikeouts with no walks, which was too great. Uh, the runs coming off of two home runs. And then he had a little bit of a mess start against Cleveland. Basically the only, honestly, let's be honest, one of the only uh, times that the Cleveland offense early out of the season kind of came through. Uh, he went four innings, gave up six hits, four runs, walked five, which was concerning. And we'll talk about that more in a second with five strikeouts and two home runs allowed. Then he went and played Cincy. He went five and two thirds innings, giving up only two hits, walking five, though, and four strikeouts. So didn't give up any runs. That was nice. But the five walks there weren't great. And then his last start before the whole COVID epidemic and the whole thing. And yes, like I've said before, he deserves a lot of flack and he deserves every kind of bit of uh, hate that's uh, been sent his way because of just the selfish move by both him and Plesak. Uh But his last start that he had was back in August 26, where he went six innings, gave up two runs on eight hits with only one walk, which was great and really encouraging, and six strikeouts. So here's the thing. So far this year, I'd say that Clevenger hasn't been looking like his usual self. He's still great, and I'm still excited. But one thing, maybe he's going to be more more motivated. I mean, he sounded super excited when he was talking to the team and talking about how excited he was to play for the Padres, but his walk rate is obviously extremely high right now. Having five walks in two games, or I'm sorry, he had two two separate games where he uh, walked five batters, so I'm looking forward to the game tonight and seeing if he can have really a great uh, debut for us, as we know we uh, not sorely need it, but we really do need it, right? Um, so really looking forward to the start tonight. Um, and just another thing, that I wanted to throw out there was just uh, some other notes uh, that I want to um, throw out there for tonight, right? First of all, I recommend everyone subscribing to Kevin Acey's newsletter of the San Diego Tribune, and I actually just recommend subscribing to the Tribune. I'm a Tribune ex- ex- subscriber. Uh, it's really cheap. Uh, I really recommend it, especially for the, the baseball season, right? Um, it's been super helpful for me in just gathering and learning more about the guys, and one reason is because it, there was a great story by Jeff Sanders, who you guys might remember was on the pod, uh, like back, 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 like you know, back in March, I think he was on the pod to talk about his Taylor Trammell piece, which was really fun. Uh, he did a piece on the legendary Jake Cronenworth, which was really cool, an in-depth look at his background. It's just just a great story, and I love storytelling in sports just as much as I know we all want to hear about who's good and what are the numbers and suggests and the, the funny stuff. Every now and then, you got to love some good old-fashioned journalism. I'm going to link it in the description below. It was a really great piece. Uh, I recommend everyone checking that out. But also, uh, from the newsletter, AC talked about basically today where he was like, this, this Padres roster is kind of of like right like this roster is basically under total team control for the foreseeable future right Let's just go through it. Austin Nola, club control through 2025. Hosmer through 2025. Cronenworth through 2025. Machado through 2028, of course, because of that huge contract. Tatis through 2024. Tommy Pham through 2021. Trent Grisham through 2025. Myers through 2022. And then in terms of the rotation, which is exciting, Clevenger uh, has got control until 2022. Paddock through 2024. Lamette through 2023 and Zach Davies through 2021 so he's probably the only one that's uh expected to come off the books the soonest next to Tommy Pham and really that's exciting because first of all I don't even know if necessarily they're going to want to re-sign Myers uh, after his contract is up. We'll have to see. It depends on what happens with him, really. And then if you look at, you know, Eric Hosmer, he's probably the only potential arbitrage that I'm worried about because, yeah, let's say Will Myers, you know, he's not legit. Okay, it's fine. At least we know that we'll be able to get off the books from that contract pretty soon. But uh, Hosmer, not as much. So he's the only one that kind of scares me a little bit. But basically, uh, AC kind of ran it up and he was like, look, if you add all the salaries together, you add like Pomeranz and all these guys, 
right? They've still got like they've got a basically their salary is around 120 million potentially, right? That basically means that they'll be able to spend around like 20 million in free agency. So basically, he's saying if you want to help out the bench, that's one thing. But basically, he's saying like, look, let's look to uh, let's look this summer to extend Fernando Tatis, give him that mega deal basically before his price goes up and up because that's basically what you lose uh, the more you wait. While yes, you do get to uh, save up and you get a little bit more money, you do have the thing that when you do want to finally pay him, it's going to cost you even more, right? So that's basically uh, just a little thing that I thought was really cool. A little tidbit. This is why you should subscribe to Kevin Acey's newsletter. Uh, But really, that's it, guys. Those are kind of all my notes on the day. That's really all I have to say. Uh, I'm really excited for this start today. Not a lot of crazy stuff to talk about in today's pod. I don't know. I just feel like I've said everything and I've done everything to death at this point. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, let's just wrap it up there. Let's just kill it right then and there. Not kill it, but, like, let's just wrap it up, guys. Okay, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts wherever uh, follow the show or myself on Twitter. And if you guys would do me a favor and go review the show on the iTunes app, boost my little star rating. It's a little low right now, and I'd like it to be boosted. That's why I've been putting this at the end of the podcast. Uh, But if you guys would do that, that'd be great. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.